All right, this is uh, the First Church of Christ uh, podcast in Niles, Michigan, and we are going through a series on dealing with disagreements uh, in the church especially, and it's uh, out of the book of 1 Corinthians in the New Testament in the Bible. And in chapter 10, there is some advice for the Corinthian church, which seems pretty uh, spot on for us today. So we're going to take a quick look at some of the things that Paul writes uh, to the Corinthians. And in 1 Corinthians 10, uh, verse 7, he says, Do not be idolaters, as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in pagan revelry. And Paul is writing about Israel's history and all the way back to the days of Moses when the Israelites were in the desert and uh, they had just really begun to learn who God is and they already turned away from him to worship false gods. Now, by the time that this is written in the first century um, or maybe a little later, uh, late or middle, late of the first century, um, the, uh, Corinthians are also dealing with uh, false gods. They're worshiping uh, gods that have no power. Now, in the 21st century today, we do things a little differently. We uh, are less likely to um, go home and make an image of a god and bow down to it, and yet we do have images that we bow down to. Sometimes those are celebrities, sometimes they're athletes, uh, certain personalities that uh, we pursue, we want to become. But we also make idols, false gods in the shape of what we call money. Uh, and we pursue it just as people did in the first century. Money and power are idols that have continued on throughout human history all the way down to our day. They are unfit for Christian people, for God's chosen people who follow Jesus. But they are not the only warning that Paul gives. Idolaters uh, is not the end of this discussion. It's just the first in a list. And so in chapter 10, verse 8, Paul writes, we should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 of them died. Uh, sexual immorality in the Bible is uh, any sex that occurs between uh, two people that are not married. I mean, marriage is intended to be a committed relationship uh, in which two people uh, turn to each other, and in that intimacy are rejecting everyone else. It is a un intended to be a unique and special relationship unlike any others. And in that relationship and that intimacy and that vulnerability, uh, sex is biblically expected, but not in any other relationship. 
any other relationship, it would be called sexual immorality, which Paul writes about uh, there, saying we should not commit sexual immorality. It was a problem in the first century. It was a problem in Corinth and a number of cities in which Paul writes letters. Uh, And it's also a problem in the 21st century, uh, where the idea of uh, two people being in a committed relationship for the length of their life is becoming and has become a less and less popular idea, a less desirable idea. And yet God still has the same commands to us that he had then, that he had to his people in the Old Testament. Do not commit sexual immorality. In verse 9, Paul writes, We should not test the Lord, as some of them did, and were killed by snakes. Do not test the Lord. Do not go out of your way to provoke him. Do not test the Lord. Instead, Christians are called to trust God, not to put obstacles or terms on our relationship with him. The last one on this list in verse 10 says, and do not grumble. You could connect it with Do not test the Lord and do not grumble, as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. In the desert with Moses, the Israelites grumbled that God wasn't providing well enough for them. There wasn't water when they needed it, when they expected it. They uh, began to question God and whether or not his provision was actually worth it. They complained that they didn't get food, and then they complained about the kind of food. They grumbled about him regularly. And in the first century, the Corinthian church also has a problem with grumbling. But it's one that we have continued all the way in the 21st century. Uh, A crisis hits, and we complain, God, where are you? Why aren't you helping? Why aren't you doing what I want? As if... God were a genie that we could simply call out in a time of need, and he would respond exactly as we desire, only that's not who he is. The God of the Bible is a God who desires us, but who also instructs us on how to become the people that he created us to be, a people who are marked by honesty kindness, integrity. We may fail to live up to that standard, but we pursue it. And so these warnings that Paul writes about, which were warnings from ancient Israel's history, uh, still apply for us today to be careful that we don't turn from the God of the Bible to a false God that has no power, that we don't reject a unique intimate relationship on earth for whatever feels good at the moment. That we don't test the Lord, that we don't grumble, but that instead we recognize our blessings and we thank him for them. Instead of focusing on the moments that are bad, maybe we should spend more time focusing on the times that are good. For more information about this, you can read 
uh, 1 Corinthians 10 verses 1 through 13, which uh, have more instruction from Paul uh, regarding these type of warnings and how to respond to them, challenging us to stand firm and reminding us that God is faithful and that when we are tempted to turn away from him, he will give us a way to deal with that, a way out. Till next time, see you then.